We're doing something wrong here, Aaron. Yeah, no, I honestly, I've thought about it afterwards. I should have come to Scotland like four or five years ago or something. And I've had my, um, I've had all my education for free. We should have said, we should have named the podcast Two Scots and not Two Non-Brits. That's true, actually. We could have just gone up to Scotland and like get go to uni for free and then we could skip all the lectures we want because we don't pay anything for it. And welcome back to the Two Numbreds podcast. I am Mary Lou. And I'm Aaron. And this is episode two of Life at University. And today we are talking about semester one and how we got used to our new study timetable and how we deal with living at university. And finally, our exams from semester one. So, Mary Lou, how did you find semester one? university semester one was pretty good overall I mean obviously it was very new because university is very different from college and school in general because in school you always have your fixed lessons your timetable you have to show up to everything and like attendance is taken way more seriously and at university you have like maybe two days of the week off and then you just have some lectures in the morning or evening so it's not even like a full day and so you have to structure your time and your days very differently because obviously you still have to go to your lectures but then for a lot of the lectures at least for me there was no attendance like you didn't have to sign in and so technically it's not bad if you don't show up. Yeah. I mean, you, you should still show up because the, the the content is still important, even though you could work on it later. You still have to show up because it's way better if you go to the actual lecture. Now, also, it's because it's like um, you actually pay for your education as well. So it's like, yes. it's like more... Um, how to say, like... You don't want to waste the money you put into this. Exactly, exactly. So the thing yes. is, um, I don't know if it's the same at Brighton University, but at Edinburgh University, they record all the lectures now as well. Mm-hmm. So that also ha- helps if you, like, don't turn up. Because you can literally just watch the lecture afterwards. You can, like... Um, you literally don't even have to attend really anything when going to university. It sounds so weird and so strange, but you could literally do all of the course just from your bed. It's like... That is very true. I mean, for us, yeah, the same as for you. They record all the lectures, they upload them, and then you can just watch everything later. And sometimes even if they, like, forgot to record it or there was a problem with the recording, like, no sound or anything, they just re-record the lecture or find a recording from the previous years yeah you still have all the things that happens in the lecture but just whenever you work on it the only thing for that is 
which might seem like, oh my God, it's so helpful. I never have to go to anything. I can just rewatch anything. Some lecturers, at least for me, um, they just read off the PowerPoint. So yeah, even if you have the recording, it's not really helpful. So you cannot just like, for example, after the lecture, go and ask them a question if you really didn't get something. And then, yeah, the recording is not really helpful with that then. See, what I've noticed um, is in my math lectures, they often like write down questions and then social solutions and stuff um, that's not on the like, that's not on the PowerPoint that they have up. Mm -hmm. So in that case, it's like really useful either that we go and see, like go and uh, see it live or like just watch it afterwards on screen. Because um, one of my friends at one point was just like looking through the PowerPoints and stuff. It was like, oh, okay, this is easy. But I said to him, like, you need to actually go and see it because he does more than just read through the PowerPoint, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, also, the problem is having recorded lectures does tend to make you like think, oh, it's recorded. I don't have to go. I can just sort of be lazy and like stay in bed for a while. Yeah. The problem with that is though, as soon as you speaking from semester one towards the end experience, um, as soon as you start not going to all the lectures anymore, which I think happens to everyone because in the beginning of the semester, the lecture, everyone is there. And then towards the end, it just gets more empty. <laughs> and yeah. in this one module I have, they are um not a wait, let me let me think. In some of the modules they're not just biomed students, they're also biochem students. And so it's two courses in the same lecture. And still the lecture theater is really empty. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as I said, as soon as you start skipping a lecture book because you just say, oh, yeah, I can watch it later. It's not that bad. It just starts piling up because actually then watching them later and just taking notes from it and just then you take a break and then you have to make food and then there's something else you can do. So it just it just you don't really get it done as like quickly as if you just when you go to the lecture, because even if you don't take notes during the lecture, you still listen to it and learn something from it. Yeah, exactly. So you still watched it or listened to it and then... There's also, definite, there's also definitely a, um, a difference witnessing something live and like being with, like in the lecture than just like watching it online. True. You get so easily distracted online. Yeah. Having said that, I also get easily distracted when I'm in the lecture as well. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> no, I mean, and usually in the lecture theatre, you have obviously the lecturer. And in a way, for me at least, simply their presence and like them walking around or them pointing at things on the PowerPoint even though I don't personally do anything in that moment, like I just sit and listen, it's still more interactive, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like you have to 
see what's happening. So your your attention has to stick to what they're doing and not just, oh yeah, I will just like sit back and like play the recording and just take a note saying that, you know, it's fine. So yeah, overall kids show up to your lectures. <laughs> yeah, basically. So yeah. Also, yeah, definitely try not to skip one because when you start skipping them, you will literally just keep on skipping. Yeah, it's, it's not recommended. <laughs> So much for semester one showing up to your lectures. Uh, In conclusion, do, but we didn't. (laughs) Put in the the effort. You pay a lot of money for this. No matter where you study, you pay money for this. I'm not sure if there are any countries where you can go to university completely for free. Um, Can you? If you're Scottish and the Scottish student, you have your whole degree paid for you. We're doing something wrong here, Aaron. Yeah, no, I honestly, I've thought about it afterwards. I should have come to Scotland like four or five years ago or something. And I've had my, um, I've had all my education for free. We should have said, we should have named the podcast Two Scots and not Two Non-Brits. That's true, actually. We could have just gone up to Scotland and like get, go to uni for free. And then we could skip all the lectures we want because we don't pay anything for it. (laughs) No, that's not how it works. Okay. Now, um, you thing is with it, you have to be in like Scotland, I think, for five years. Hmm. You three or five years, I can't remember which, but yeah, yeah. it would have been quite cool. Actually, kind of yesterday, today, I am in the UK for two and a half years, so a long time. Maybe I couldn't have free education in Scotland. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. So, Mario, yes. what was like the what's, what, what's like the good parts of semester one? Like, what's the bad parts of semester one that you've come across so far? Um, so the good parts is definitely I am very lucky with my flatmates. I think I kind of said that in the first episode. Um, even though they were still very new, we were all like the new group then, but I am very lucky with my flatmates. So we all just like, as the flat became friends and like, we are the flat. And so it's really cool to have that group because I know from some other people that they just live with people. And then there's one of my friends and she doesn't even know all the people from her flat. So Jeez. It's crazy. I mean, you as well. You're extremely lucky with your flatmates because, and like, there's other flat on your in your house because you just all hang out together all the time, and yeah. it's just like that big group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like in a way crazy to me how there are other people who just like have this house where they live and like it's not their friends. Um. But yeah, so yeah, that is no. definitely a very big positive of the semester. <laughs> So one of my flatmates has not one of my flatmates, one of my friends who comes to my flat quite a bit, he um has a flat of five. And he only knows one guy there. He only talks to one guy. The rest mm-hmm. of them that she he doesn't talk to because they never talk at all. They just that she stay in their room. It's kinda weird, but like to be fair, I do have one flatmate like that. She always stays in her room and she doesn't like come out or anything um 
but other than that, all of my flatmates like just chill, like hang out all the time. Would you also say that flatmates and the big friend group or bigger friend group, I don't know, is a positive of your semester one? 100%. 100%. That definitely made it for me, I think. Having good friends. And I think I said in the first episode that, like, always, like, especially during the start, just try and, like, talk to as many people as possible. And then you can, like, because if you're not lucky with your flatmates, you need to find other friends. Yeah, definitely. So I just try and talk to as many people as possible, be social as possible, and you'll be okay. Like, you'll find people that you like. Definitely, because having that friend group makes it easier, especially if you, like, live further away from home. Like, you're up in Edinburgh, that's quite a way, and then I'm also quite a way from home. So it's, um, it definitely makes it easier. To just have people you can hang out with and people you can talk to. Yeah. Because yeah. the fact is, like, everyone's in the same boat, like, in semester one. Everybody, exactly. like, everybody um, is going to go through the same thing. Nobody's really going to know many people. I mean, some people will if they, like, go as a group to a university. But most, the majority of people won't know that many. Or mm-hmm. like I knew zero people in Edinburgh, and I managed to find like really good people. So you know that's mm-hmm. definitely a positive. Um, what would you say is like one of the negatives of semester one that you've had so far? I think the negatives would be being ill so yeah. many times. 100%. I think in like maybe end of October, definitely in November it started when I just had one cold and then as soon as I was like feeling good again for like two or three days I had another cold so it just kept going and that was really annoying and so at some point I missed lectures actually because of being that ill and just overall it's not fun to be ill it's not fun to miss stuff because of being ill also not just missing lectures but also my friends would like go out and they would do stuff and they would just hang out overall like somewhere and I would just be like I can't I'm dying yeah so, exactly yeah that's definitely a negative which I think I mean we're recording this right now in in semester two already because you know um and I definitely me- I'm better at staying healthy right now <laughs> even though also we're going clubbing less which we can also talk about yeah. in a second um, so yeah, for me, definitely being ill towards the end, like all the time, is definitely a negative. What about you? Definitely no. Um, that was probably one of my neg- the one of my biggest negatives of semester one was the fact of being ill. But I'm trying to think of like a period of time that I've felt like a hundred percent. And since Freshers Week, I don't think I've really felt a hundred percent yet. <laughs> It's quite funny because I thought I'd like recover when I went back home for Christmas, but mm. that didn't happen. Instead, my brother gave me another cold. So nice, brother yeah. love. Here you go, bro. Another yeah. cold for you. Yeah, exactly. He thought it was enough to just have Edinburgh cold. It was just like go back and have cold at home as well. Nice. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not just us who were ill. Like, I feel like, I mean, of, of course, but like it getting colder and winter coming. Uh, yeah. It's just everyone starts being ill. Yeah. And of course, overall, it's like when little kids start school or kindergarten or whatever, and then they all become ill for the first couple of weeks. It's exactly the same thing, just for like older kids. <laughs> you have a whole bunch of people who don't know each other, throw them all in the same pod, and so everyone is ill. Yeah, it's just because it's like so social, and like there's so many people that you'll meet and everything. And like if you go to clubs and stuff, it's just like it's just gonna happen. Exactly, everything spreads around really nicely, so ah. you get all of it. <laughs> it sounds so inviting now, doesn't it? <laughs> Talking about but, it, not thing, though, it happens like every time you meet new people, especially in a larger group, no matter how old you are. Yeah. So exactly, exactly. It doesn't sound inviting, but it's like you can't really avoid it. Yeah, exactly. Because no matter if you're like a little kid and you just start like primary school or if you go to college or if you start university or whatever, it's still like a new group of people who have different, I don't know, viruses and stuff going around. So you will catch something your immune system is not ready for. Yeah, 100%. So nice that we had the same positives and negatives for the semester one. I'm trying to think of other negatives. I can't really think of any like negative so far positive would be like um i've had like fun times and just like more freedom being like away from home definitely like, for me as well um negatives would probably be like missing home and stuff so i do quite a bit I, I miss home quite a bit and i'm quite far away so yeah. it's more of a struggle to get back that reminds me actually when i started uni so we came here like end of September and then October or something started lectures. Um, I was homesick for like the first two months. I never had that before. I was in the UK when I came to uni for just over two years. And I was fine for most of it. I mean, my first year uh, at college over like December, January, we had a lockdown again. And so I was just stuck at home for most of that and I was feeling a bit homesick then because it was just like no social life except for my host family and then you can't go out you can't do anything it's just online lessons so like the social life was very limited and I was feeling kind of homesick then and since then overall I've never felt that homesick for that long it wasn't that I it wasn't the homesick where you have to immediately go home because otherwise you'll just cry all the time. Yeah. But it was just like this constant feeling of like, I wish I would be home. It would be yeah, so that's... nice to be in an environment where I don't feel like I'm the new person. The thing is, um, being like going to university is quite a big thing because it's like, it, um, it puts you like outside of your comfort zone. Like, your comfort zone is with your family, you know. Yeah, very much, definitely. Um, If you go to university, like, you're moving away from that comfort and you're, like, you're doing something um, that, you know, could be could be stressful and could be, like, um, a new thing and, like, you could be scared to, like, do it. Yeah. But... Um, it's also like a really good experience once you get into it. 
Like, mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine back at home, and he said that, like, he would recommend, because he um, dropped out of uni um, after semester one this year, but he recommended still, like, everyone just giving uni a go, like, after A-levels, because it's like, the uni experience is just, like, so good. Like, he thinks that everyone should, like, just try it anyway, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah, uni is definitely... You learn so much, like, for life, I suppose, because you have to get, as Aaron said, out of your comfort zone. So, like, you have to at least pretend to be more confident to, like, talk to people, go up to people. So you have, like, you learn how to approach someone and start a conversation, even if it's, like, just really short and you just go away and it's kind of awkward afterwards but you still talk to that person so you have this you learn how to do that you learn how to I suppose do a little bit of small talk because it's just like you have to talk about something with someone you don't know and then just stick to like some random topic which is fun so um so and like the social level you learn stuff you, you you just um become more confident overall because there are so many situations where you don't know someone you have to make a decision in something and you just get used to that and so it's easy over time yeah so which is literally just becoming more confident in making decisions <laughs> yeah that, um, also um i think it's just like you feel it's a really good life skill like you've learned so many things going to university because like you learn how to take care of yourself. You learn, like, um, like you say, communication skills, like talking to mm-hmm. others, living by yourself as well. Yeah. Um, and also, it's just really fun. Definitely. Like, you have such a great time, like, just doing stuff that you perhaps wouldn't if you was back at home. So it's like... Um, Very true. Yes, it's a really good experience if you can do it. Yeah. Also what you said with uh, taking care of yourself, like you have to make your own food, you have to do food shopping, so you have to manage all of that. Then you kind of have to manage finances as well, because you have to budget your food shopping and, I don't know, alcohol consumption, if that's your thing. Um, (laughs) And so there's all these different things that like, in a way, grown-ups do. And so you all like step by step, go more into that like grown-up adult life and so I think uni is a really nice start for that because you're out there you're like in a new environment everything is new you have to learn all those things you have to improve at all those things in case you like started off kind of not that good (laughs) and but still you're not alone because you have your flatmates your friends your family is still around somewhere and so it's there's help everywhere so it's not like you have to do it alone but still there's no it's not done for you yeah so I think it's a very nice way to get into that adult life in a way yeah it's just like you just start having more and more responsibilities for yourself Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a good learning curve. 
let's talk about alcohol consumption. <laughs> no, um, let's talk about going out, going clubbing. Because as I said, I was ill a lot, which I think came a lot as well from being out at like middle of the night, four in the morning, coming back from clubs. Um, so just like upsetting the sleep rhythm completely and just you know going crazy like going clubbing and stuff that so experience like you're gonna experience that in uni 100 because if you go to uni you usually go to city areas and yeah. like more nightlife and stuff so yeah i mean for me personally at first i didn't go clubbing i didn't really do going out and all because it was nothing I ever did before uni because back in Germany it wasn't a thing for me I was 16 there was no going out going on yeah um, and then there was COVID so nobody went out during that time and also um, we studied in like a small like town area so exactly there wasn't too much going on anyways exactly so the the options before uni were always very limited. And then at uni, my flatmates, they were immediately into going out and clubbing and they discovered all these different clubs. And it took me a bit to get into that. It wasn't something I wasn't... It was something I wanted to try at some point, but I had to be ready for this, you know, because... I don't drink and everyone else does drink so when they get to the club they are at least tipsy and then during the night they drink more so they get drunk drunk people do crazy shit all the time yeah um, so it's just like this thing where I do not necessarily want to be the only sober person yeah so I had to kind of ob- observe like from a bit of a distance and see how they do all that stuff and then at some point I decided I will go clubbing and it was really good. And overall, I then went clubbing more often. Yeah, I think at some point we went quite a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I remember you messaging me once like, a week. <laughs> I'm going like, I'm going clubbing out tonight again this weekend and then next weekend I was like, oh, geez. Yeah, so basically it's just... In a way, it's just becoming a blur of, oh my god, I have to show up to lectures. Oh no, I missed that lecture. I have to catch up on that. And then I was like, oh yeah, let's go clubbing tonight. And then they get drunk and I'm like hanging yeah. out with them. So they all, they s- said at some point that as soon as they start getting tipsy and like drinking more and more during the evening, I kind of... I don't know how exactly they said it. They didn't say I pretend to be tipsy or drunk or something. But in a way, as they become more crazy because (laughs) of being drunk, tipsy, you know. I kind of, I suppose, open up without being drunk to like the the craziness of the situation because sometimes it's just like, what even is happening right now? Yeah, because also like often... um... If you're around, like, a group of people, you, like, match the mood, if that makes sense. Exactly. And that is not, like, pretending to be tipsy or drunk, because the amount of things they forget 
or like the mm. way they act when they're like properly drunk. I don't want to pretend to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, um, I so during semester one, I was drinking quite a bit right before going out. Mm. Um, but then it kind of got to a point. So, like after exams, I literally so. I actually haven't been going out. Well, I've been going out, but I just haven't been going out really drunk. I've just, like, had a, one drink and that's it. Mm. Like, I haven't want... I've literally, like, not got the want to, like, drink until I'm, like, drunk. Because I literally... I don't particularly like that feeling. I don't think most people enjoy being drunk or hangover, actually. No, it's, like... Some people like the feeling of like being or like drinking enough to like get drunk. Yeah. Obviously, nobody really likes a hangover afterwards, but it's like I don't particularly like that feeling though of like um like I'm I'm up for having a good time just going to a club even sober. Like I can like I will literally just dance like act silly anyway because yeah, like. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like at least I personally, which is also funny to me because when I was young, I used to be pretty shy and just like avoiding some social situations just because, oh my God, people, oh my God, social action, get me out of here. Um, (laughs) So it's surprising to me that I actually end up being the sober person at the club and still enjoying it a lot. Yeah. But then it also very much depends on the people you're with. So if you have like your friend group, a bunch of cool people, then it's it's immediately much more fun than just like going alone or just like people you're just like. Oh. Well, actually, one of my friends in my group has decided to go. Decided to after um, New Year's go completely sober for like did dry January, mm-hmm. and then he was like, you know what, this feels really good. I'm gonna do the dry full year. So nice. he hasn't touched a drop of alcohol, and he still goes out and like enjoys himself and stuff. So it's yeah. like you have to drink, like to have fun when going out. To be fair, yeah, I think most people drink before clubbing because it just like lowers this. Um, I don't want to say social anxiety because it's not necessarily social anxiety, but like this threshold of I'm at the club and I can go crazy you know just like this thing when you're drunk and then you can go up more easily you definitely feel like more confident as well when you drink yeah and that sort of stuff okay so they would never go clubbing sober so we went I think pretty spontaneously two weeks ago um and then as soon as we decided, they were just like downing drinks all the time to get to that level of being tipsy or drunk. So what's coming? <laughs> the trouble is as well, um, if you got like a kind of a higher tolerance to alcohol, you can drink like so much, and then it costs a lot of money to like, drink. Very true. I feel like I'm saving a lot of money by simply not buying alcohol. You literally at the club or like in normal like supermarkets or something. Yeah, 100%. Like, this semester, I like, the second semester, I have not been 
drinking as much at all. Mm. And I have saved so much money already just from that. Let's talk about exams. Okay. Because at the end of semester one, we both had exams. We did? Do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah. So I had... So at the end of semester one, I only had one exam, but I also had like assignments due for like two days before the exam. And me um, being very prepared, mm. uh, only did the assignments like literally on the deadline for it. So the revision for my maths exam, for my engineering maths, did not go too well because I literally tried to cram in the whole like semester's revision within two days, which is not what you should do. No. I, you should definitely, I've learned from semester one so far already that like planning ahead and like just making sure you're up to date with everything is so much better than just leaving it till like last minute. Very true. Also, for me, I had. Yeah, a couple exams. I had three overall, and I think from for all of them, there were some lectures I was not quite caught up on. Um, so, because my exams were after Christmas, so I went home over Christmas, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so, obviously, being home, I didn't study as much as I should have, probably. So, I was, at the end, sitting there and watching whole lectures, to prepare for the exam which took away a lot of time so also once again go to your lectures like at least listen to know what's happening yeah. um, because it makes it easier to revise for the exams as well because you have to get like for me I think a semester is 11 weeks and we have like I don't know two lectures every every week for a module so 22 lectures and one exam is a lot. Yeah, no, definitely. So it is definitely useful to start preparing earlier and then have a revision timetable. Watch all the lectures before you like before you actually get into revising properly. Um because it takes up a lot of time. Yeah. Then, um, so my, our actual exams, have you had your results back? I have had my results back, yes. Did you pass? I did pass all my exams and my modules. I also passed all my exams. So, maybe this technique does work. <laughs> no. um, the, see, the thing is, though, you pass at 40%. Yeah. Not the goal. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. We want, like, a little bit higher. 50%, yeah. okay? 50%. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we pass our exams, as I said, at 40%, um, which is, a, yeah, quite easy to get if you, like, overall just pay attention, I think. Um, yeah. For me personally, and I think for you as well, um, we want to do better than just 40%. Um, so you have to put in more work and you actually have to revise and you actually have to, you know, understand yeah. what's happening in the lectures and all. So, um, yeah, doing revision and just 
you know, all that stuff is really important and helps a lot. Yeah, my exams were online. So I was doing the first one, I think, at home. And the first one, the first two. Was I doing the first two at home? Do you remember? I think you did the first two. Yeah, no, the first two, because they were like two days. The, the first one was 3rd of January and the second one on the 5th, I think. Something like that. Um, no, the other way around. I did the first two at uni and then the last one back at home. Yeah, no, overall, my exams were online. Were yours in person? Probably in person. Were yours open book? They were. So that was all right. Yeah, just mine as well. Does open book for you mean if it's in person that you can um, bring your laptop or do you have to have it on paper? No, I have to have it on paper. So I would, I could bring in notes, but I couldn't bring in like any technology or anything. Yeah, makes sense. You know... <laughs> How like on, on, I don't know, Instagram or something, you see those videos of people that are like allowed to bring one A4 sheet of paper with notes to the exam. And then it's like completely filled in like teeny tiny writing. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine that. <laughs> Literally, that's what I would do. But we was we didn't say that we only had like one A4 sheet of paper or anything. We just said like you could bring in any notes you wanted. Yeah. That's good. But. Me, foolishly, did not prepare enough early, so I didn't have many notes at all. Mm. So I kind of did the exam, like, just a regular exam, which turned out all right, but... I mean, you passed, so that's good. That's true. It would help me a lot if I, like, did notes. So that's what I've been doing so far at the start of this semester, is just, like, start making notes properly. Are you taking notes now in semester two? Are you taking notes on paper or on your laptop? On paper. Because it's like uh, mathematics based as well. It's just so much easier on paper. Because mm. I could do it if I had like an iPad or something, I could use that. But I don't currently. So. Yeah. No, yeah, for me, I decided I tried to. Yeah, we can talk about that as well. Uh, in semester one, at first, I thought I will be, now at uni, I will be the cool kid who takes notes on their computer. And, um, yeah, did not work for me that well. Because I just I just found it difficult to find. I mean, I know where I saved my notes. It's not that I was just saving it in a weird place and never finding it again. But I just found it difficult to, yeah find it find stuff on my laptop you just have to scroll through the document and I didn't really like typing the notes and then because at first I was taking notes in like a separate document for each lecture and then later I tried to take notes on the powerpoints the thing is that the power sometimes the because um just as we have recordings um we can access there were also the powerpoints or like documents with the lecture sites but sometimes there would be a pdf and sometimes it would be a powerpoint so the format would be different which then is a bit annoying with looking at it again so i could either take notes on the powerpoint or like edit the pdf 
and take notes on there. But then I feel like often PowerPoints and PDFs don't really explain things that well. So even if you take notes, it's a bit more difficult. So just, I don't know, I feel like that didn't work for me as well. So then towards the end of semester one, I started taking notes on paper again, which I'm still doing now. And it's going pretty well. That's good. Um, Pretty much everyone I know in university is using like an iPad to take notes. Um, And I was considering getting one, but I'm not sure if it's like worth it. Because I like, I'm just happy with paper. No, I was considering getting one before uni to, yeah, take notes, but still write them, like, handwritten. Um, But then, first off, iPads are pretty expensive. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm not taking notes on my laptop now for most of it, so I I don't feel the need to have another device which I wouldn't use as much um so right now as you said I, I am perfectly happy with just taking those on paper yeah same to be fair yeah because my thought process before uni was like okay it's three years of uni it will probably be a lot of notes because at least after a levels I had a very big pile of notes because in A level I did all my notes and stuff on paper. Because yeah. again, no iPad. <laughs> so um, that was a big pile of notes. So I was like, mm, maybe not to have like all those notes on paper, and then it would probably be annoying to find it later if it's too much. And yeah, that's why I started originally with taking notes on my laptop. Yeah. But I feel like if I just sort my notes on paper in a system where it's pretty simple to find everything, then it will be easier overall. Yeah, it should be. It should be. And let's say at some point I do need my notes on my laptop and I can just scan the documents and, you know, create a PDF of it and just have it on my laptop. That's also true. Okay, let's recap. Semester one, we talked about timetables. We talked about going or not going to lectures. Yeah. Uh, we talked about taking notes. We talked about clubbing. We talked about exams. Yeah. What else happened in the in the first semester? Mm. Uh, the obvious question: Did you join societies? How did your society journey go on semester one? My society journey was really bad. <laughs> I should have joined a lot more during Freshers' Week, or just had a look at least in Freshers' Week. Um, but I didn't really. I sort of spent Freshers' Week as, like, just having fun and just, like, doing whatever. Mm. Going out, clubbing and that sort of stuff. But what I'm planning on doing next year is coming up to Edinburgh for Freshers' Week again and just doing what I should have done last year and just, like, joining societies and stuff. Cool. Any societies in mind you want to join? Didn't you join table tennis? I have joined the table tennis society. Yeah. Um, and that is pretty cool. But recently, like the last two weeks, I've been too busy to go. But before that, I've been like going pretty often, and it's really good. 
Yeah, for me, I I did go to Freshers Week, as I said last episode. And from the amount of societies I thought would be cool to go to, I did not go to many of those. (laughs) Um, But I went to, like, a social or coffee morning from, like, I think two societies. But then over time, I was just... I missed when stuff happened, or I just in that moment didn't have time to go or was ill um so something happened that I didn't show up to many of those things in the end but now at the start of semester two we had refreshers week so there was another smaller freshers fair and there I joined or rejoined some uh, societies which I am going to more often now so that's nice yeah no, that's good. Um, that's definitely what I want to join the skydiving society next uh, year because that would be like it's on my bucket list to do. So, wow, that is crazy! Skydiving society. I mean, honestly, there's a society for like everything, but yeah. skydiving is crazy. Yeah, it wow. really is, but it's also really cheap compared to like what you'd spend. Um, if you wasn't like part of the society. Mm. Um, what else happened during semester one for you, Mary? Not too much, I think. Oh, I remember. Um, I mean, with being ill all the time and then missing a lot of stuff because of being ill, and then that kind of at some point during November got a bit much. So at some point, I pretty spontaneously decided to go home on the weekend. So I did that because to you know just have some a break from uni and just a little mind reset. Yeah. So I went home for a couple of days, which was really nice. I got some work done at home. I met some of my friends and all those things. So which I definitely recommend as well. So if like uni becomes a bit much or you just need to take a break or you just want to see your family and you know whatever just take a weekend if it's like possible for you to go home if it's not I don't know too expensive or too crazy far away that's not worth it because you would be traveling too much um definitely do it because it's definitely worth it at least for me it was so good to take those couple days and just take a break yeah definitely same same for me um I'm planning on going back so I went back home um, in February, uh, at, like midway through February. Um, mm. And that was a nice time. I went back, obviously, for Christmas as well. Yeah. Um, it was also nice. Um, mm. It's just nice to see everyone again sometimes. Definitely. So this was our episode on semester one, the semester one exams. And we hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.